Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. What a great blessing from the Lord for us to enter into a new year. I believe that God didn't just sustain us so we can just celebrate, but he sustained us so that we can be who he called us to be and do what he called us to do in this dark age that we are now living. He said, you are the light of the world. Today's message is going to encourage you to be who God called you to be. Now listen closely and stay tuned after the message today. And I'm going to tell you where we're going to gather together with men from all over the city to come and pray for our families, for our countries, for our communities. So come and go with us now as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. Jesus is calling you and telling you who you are before you even can, can, can accept who you are. He said, you're the light of the world. You may not feel like it. You may not think like it. You may not look like it, but that's who you are. You are the light of the world. And if you never, ever can believe and function, you will never function as the light if you don't believe you are the light. So before you leave here today, if, there, if you believe nothing else, I want you to walk out of here saying, you know, I am the light of the world. He hardly knows me. The, the disciples say, you don't even know me. You just met me day before yesterday. I just start following you. You don't know my past. You don't know what I did. You don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what I'm thinking. And you're saying, I'm the light? Yep. You're the light. In the same way with us. You may be saying, how can I be the light of the world, Pastor? You don't even know what I'm going through. He didn't ask you what you was going through. He just told you what you are. And he knew you was going to be going through that when he called you that. He said, you're still the light. His disciples must have said he's talking about somebody else. And I'm here today to tell you that God did not make a mistake. Did he make a mistake when he, when he saved you? Well, the scriptures say he brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He didn't make a mistake when he saved you. None of us deserved his grace. None of us deserved his mercy. All of us was messed up. There was nobody so good that the Lord ought to have been happy that we got saved. We were all messed up. We were all in terrible shape. But he picked us up, the psalmist says, out of a horrible pit. And he set our foot on a solid rock to establish our going. But God had something in mind when he chose us. Jesus told his disciples after a while in John chapter 15, he said, you may be thinking that you chose me, but you didn't. I chose you. And I chose you just like you are. I, I chose you with your hurts. I chose you with your habits. I chose you with your hang-ups. And I'm going to use you if you just let me do that. It don't matter what you have got going on. It don't matter what you're doing right now. I chose you to use you. I did not make a mistake. And I still plan on doing that. You might have messed up since you got saved. I'm still going to use you. If he can use Peter, who denied him three times, right there before his crucifixion, saying, I don't even know the man after he done been hanging with him for a while. I don't know him. I ain't been with him. One of the first things Jesus said after the resurrection, go get John and, and tell Peter too. I already told him upon this rock, Peter, I'm going to build my church 
and you're the one, you're the one I call. So no matter what you do, I'm still going to use you. You just get yourself together, get right on back over here and begin to do what I called you to do. Jesus is still talking to us today. Notice that he, not, he did not say, you will be the light of the world. So we don't have to think about, well, when I get more maturity, when the Lord send me a supernatural anointing, when I get more uh, knowledge of the word, when I get my, my, my degree, when I go through my Bible lessons. No, he didn't say you will be. He said you are, and you are that right now. If you just got saved 10 minutes ago, he said you're the light. Because when you get saved, you get connected with the source of light, and that light flows to you, and then you can become a source of light to the others. Some of the brightest light in the world are new believers. Why? Because the people that know that they were in darkness can see right away that something changed in their lives. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. So people who just came out of darkness, gave their life to Jesus Christ, go back around their homes and their families, the people can see right away, man, something has changed in your life. What they're looking at is the light of the Lord Jesus Christ changing in their lives, and they said, and they're drawn to that light. So what is the significance then of light? It is prominently mentioned throughout the whole Bible. The first word spoken by God in the Bible is in the first chapter of Genesis. And the first thing God said was, let there be light. And when you go to the last chapter in the Bible, in Revelation 22, there's mention of light, that God is the light that lights up the heavenly place, that there's no need of the sun because the brightness of God is so bright. He starts with light and he ends with light. The Bible is filled with scripture references to light. Psalm 27.1 said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Psalms 104 verses 1 say, O Lord my God, you are very great. You, have clothed, you are clothed with splendor and majesty. He wraps himself in light as with a garment. Psalms 118.27, the Lord is God and he has made his light shine upon us. John 3.19, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, that's Jesus. But men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. John 8, 12, Jesus spoke again unto the people. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus was that light that came into the world. He declares that whoever follows him will have the light. Do you follow him? Will you have the light? You have the light simply because you belong to Jesus Christ. Nobody else can stuff out your light. Nobody else can talk about you and say, you don't have the light. Yeah, you got the light. Don't let anybody else talk you out of it. That's the thing the enemy wants to do. He talked to you all the time, say, you don't have nothing. You don't, have, you, you, you don't even hear from God. You know, God doesn't love you. Why does things keep happening to you? All kind of stuff he keeps trying to tell you so you do not let that light shine. He don't want that light shining. The reason you have the light is to be productive as God's agent, as God's ambassador. That's what Paul says in 2 Corinthians. We are ambassadors for Christ. 
So we're his agent in the world to guide those in darkness to the light. See, God has only one agenda, and that's just to bring people to himself. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him don't perish, doesn't have to perish, but shall have everlasting life. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save those who were lost. And there are lost people by the millions that are going to hell because nobody has exposed them to the light. We can see that plan laid out in the book of Isaiah. And I'm going to read a quite a lengthy passage just to give you the idea. Even before Jesus came physically in the world, uh, God had this plan and there was this this. Uh, issue of darkness and light, and God still always wanted people to be a light. He called a a nation, Israel, so that they can be a light, so other people can see God working through them and say that their God is God. In the book of Isaiah 59, the writer says, surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. That's true today. You may see all the things that are going on in our culture and all the things that are going on around us, but surely the arm of the Lord is not too short. He can't still save people. Okay, we ought to have a hearty amen on that one. Surely the arm of the Lord ain't too short. He can't still reach down. If he reached down and saved you, he can reach down and save these folks today. They're not any meaner and hateful toward God today doing what they're doing than we were when we were unsaved. They're just doing it online. They're just doing it where everybody can see it. Everybody can see what we were doing. But his arm is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear, but your iniquities have separated you from from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. For your hands are stained with blood. Now, this is the, out of the news flash. You know how they say breaking news? Here's some breaking news. Verse 3. For your hands are stained with blood, your fingers with guilt, your lips have spoken lies, and your tongue mutters wicked things. No one calls for justice. In verse 6. Their deeds are evil, and acts of violence are in their hands. Their feet rush into sin, and they are swift to shed innocent blood. Sounds like today. Their thoughts are evil thoughts. Ruin and destruction mark their ways. The way of peace they do not know. There is no justice in their path. They have turned them into crooked roads. No one who walks in them will know peace. So justice is far from us and righteousness does not reach us. We look for light, but all is darkness. For brightness, but we walk in deep shadows. Like the blind, we grope along the wall, feeling our way like men without eyes. At midday, we stumble as if it were twilight. Among the strong, we are like the dead. We all growl like bears. We mourn mournfully like doves. We look for justice, but find none. For deliverance, but it is far away. That just looked like people saying, I don't know what this world's coming to. Look at all the things that are going on. Oh, I don't want to watch the news anymore. It's just terrible, terrible. That's nothing new. He wrote about it thousands of years ago. This is the way people go when they have no God that governs their lives. 
So what do we do about it? He goes into the next chapter in chapter 60 of Isaiah. He says this, verse 1, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Boy, you ought to meditate on that scripture all week this week. Because I believe that's what he's telling us to do today. Arise and shine. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen up on you. I'll say that sometime. Arise, shine, for my light has come. For the glory of the Lord has risen upon me. I need to rise and shine for my light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon me. Can you make a confession? You say, I'm going to arise and shine for my light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon me. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today as I've been sharing a message that Jesus gave to his disciples about being the light of the world. Jesus also gave them messages in that same a book about how to pray. Speaking of prayer, we're going to begin this year with a dynamic prayer meeting for men. Women, if you're listening to me, help me out with this. Share with your husband, your son, your father, your brother, your uncle, your nephew, your grandfather, your grandson to come and be with us this Friday, January the 5th at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Greater Love Mission Church of God in Christ at 8410 Lay Road. Get a pencil. We're going to repeat that again before we finish. But I want you to know that men are going to come together from a lot of different churches. A lot of different pastors are going to be there from our Impact Pastors group. We're going to come together with one goal in mind. We're going to get on our face before the Lord and we're going to call upon Him to do something significant and great this year in our homes, in our families, in our community, in our country, and even in the world. Don't miss this time. That's going to be Friday this week, January the 5th at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Greater Love Mission Church of God in Christ, 8410 Lay Road. All of you men come together from different denominations, wherever you are, come. We're going to be with one accord in the power of prayer that we can take the opportunity in a new year to get a new start and become a new man that Christ wants to use in this day and in this hour. Again, that's this Friday, January 5th at 7 o'clock p.m. at Greater Love Mission Church of God in Christ, 8410 Lay Road. Join other men and meet us there. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.